This podcast is brought to you by Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce. A great sauce starts with the best ingredients. Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce is that great sauce. Inspired by our founder's original recipe, Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce is made with delicious ingredients, including vine-ripened tomatoes, chopped onions, garlic, and olive oil, simmered together for the authentic taste you and your family will want to come back to. For recipes, sauces, and mealtime inspiration, visit ragu.com. As you may know, on this past Friday, the Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles and the Texas Criminal Court of Appeals halted the execution of Rodney Reed, something we have been fighting for for weeks. But now, in light of that, people are saying that they feel duped about Rodney Reed. And last night, I recorded about 20 minutes on Instagram Live about this. I want to share those 20 minutes with you here on whether or not anybody duped you, certainly if anybody duped the Texas Criminal Court of Appeals or the Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles. It's really an outrageous assertion. I want to share my thoughts here and just break it down and really unpack it for you. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. Hey everybody, it's Sean King. Hope you're doing really, really well. I just saw a video from Amanda Seals and almost all of the points that she made, Breitbart and other conservative media outlets have made many of those points over the past few days. And I just wanna address them directly, transparently, and I encourage everybody who's watching, push back, do your own investigating, but you have to understand what's fact and what's conjecture. First, I encourage you to separate a viral social media campaign from the actual facts of this case and the actual people who are defending and supporting Rodney Reed. The Innocence Project took on Rodney's case nearly 18 years ago, and nearly 95% of the people who appealed to the Innocence Project, which is a Nobel Peace Prize nominated organization, the the world's leading organization on exonerating people uh, for crimes they were convicted of that they did not commit. The Innocence Project has been working with Rodney for 18 years. They have a full staff of of attorneys, uh, a support team and a group of exonerees that are there to support Rodney. And before I ever heard about Rodney Reed, they had been working on this case literally for a generation. So part of what made me feel comfortable, um, I I kicked the tires, looked under the hood. There's no document, no no link, no screenshot that people are sharing that I haven't seen. And there's nothing, absolutely nothing about this case that the Innocence Project has not seen from top to bottom. They have tens of thousands of pages of information, of interviews, of witnesses, of affidavits. And I just want to just want to start there because they've put their name and their reputation on the line. I stand with them. I believe in them. And I've partnered with them on many cases across the years. And I'm glad they're on this because they are here to defend Rodney Reed in one case. That's the case of the the sexual assault and murder 
of a woman named Stacy Stites all the way back in 1996 in Bastrop County, Texas. Now, as a part of the Innocence Project defense of Rodney Reed, they have also looked into every accusation, every allegation. But we have to start here. He has only been convicted in one case, and that's the rape and murder of Stacy Stites. And on Friday, two groups, which are fact-based, evidence-based bodies that are both managed by conservatives, the Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles, which rarely, rarely recommends to the governor that an execution be stopped and reviewed. On Friday, the Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles unanimously voted. That's everybody that's on the staff, everybody that's on that review board unanimously voted to recommend to the governor that Rodney Reed's execution be stopped. And they gave a litany of reasons why they believe that. None of them were tweets from me, Instagram videos from Amanda Seals, uh, visits from Kim Kardashian. It was the evidence. The Texas Board of Pardon and Paroles looked at the evidence in this case. They weren't swayed by hashtags and trending topics. They weren't swayed by protests and demonstrations. They were swayed by the evidence. The Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles, our team called them nearly 25,000 times to encourage them to look at the evidence. And they looked at the evidence in the case of the murder of Stacey Stice and said, yes, Governor, we believe there is evidence that that could exonerate him, that should be reviewed. We believe there are potential violations that should be reviewed. Therefore, we are recommending that this execution be delayed or stayed. About two hours after the Texas Board of Pardon and Paroles made that recommendation, the Texas Criminal Court of Appeals, again, completely dominated by ultra conservatives in the heart of Texas voted to grant Rodney Reed an appeal. And in their opinion, which I've posted right here on my Instagram, and you can scroll down, they said that they believe there might be Brady violations, which means there was evidence that could have exonerated Rodney Reed all the way back in 1996, that the prosecution failed to turn over to Rodney and his defense team. That's illegal. You can't have evidence or information that could exonerate somebody that you just hold close to your chest. Like they might do that in the movies or on TV, but that's a Brady violation. It's against the law. But not only that, the Texas Criminal Court of Appeals said we have seen signed affidavits from eyewitnesses, from experts, from dozens of them, all under the threat of perjury. If any of those affidavits are lies, you could literally go to jail or prison for committing perjury. That we've reviewed dozens of affidavits that we believe need to be reviewed in the appeal. So as much as Rodney's case has gone viral, as much as it is all over the Internet, those two groups, the Board of Pardons and Paroles and the Texas Criminal Court of Appeals, they didn't say, you know what? Rihanna and Wale posted about this, let's grant an appeal. They didn't say, 
uh, we saw Sean King's petition, let's grant an appeal. They looked at the evidence and granted an appeal. Now, there are a few things that I want to go down. There's a lot of horrible, destructive misinformation that is being shared wildly by people who've hardly studied this case. Over the past month, I have studied and worked on this case for hundreds of hours, but I'm working with people who have literally put in, you know, Malcolm Gladwell says you're an expert in something when you've put 10,000 hours in. I'm working with people who've put in 10,000 hours on this case, particularly Bryce, the lead, the senior attorney from the Innocence Project in this case. We've had open, honest, brutal conversations about every aspect where I have pushed and pushed and pushed. So I have some things that I want to, some some myths and fabrications and lies that I have to address. The first, I want to pause this just right there for a moment and share a word from one of our sponsors. I'm not old, but the older I get, the more I appreciate the basic things in my life. And a great toothbrush is high, high, high on that list. And right now, just for our listeners, Quip starts at just $25, and you'll get your first refill free at getquip.com slash king. That's getquip.com slash king. This is a simple way for you to support our show and start brushing better, but you have to go to getquip, Q-U-I-P.com slash king to get your first refill free. Listen, it's a masterful toothbrush designed and imagined by dentists with healthy habits in mind. They send you new toothbrush heads every three months for clean new bristles right on schedule. It has a sleek, intuitive design. It's simple to use. comes with a travel cap that doubles as a mirror mount. And if you go right now to getquip.com slash king, you can get that new deal. The first is that Rodney's case was heard by the Supreme Court and they issued an, a document with damaging information. It's a complete fabrication. Rodney's case has never, not once, not twice, not three times, zero. Rodney's case has never been heard by the Supreme Court. Yet there's this document that people are passing around. It says Supreme Court at the top. And if you Google it, people say, look, it has a Supreme Court web address. That is a document submitted by the police and prosecutors in Texas. It has already literally been fact-checked and found to have dozens of factual errors. It's, it is a document from the prosecutors who believe they got it right when Rodney Reed was found guilty in this case. People saying, listen, there's a Supreme Court document and I have my hands on it. This is, this is real. It's from the Supreme Court. And I'm saddened by it because it, because people are sharing it that have never worked on cases like this. They see the Supreme Court in the letterhead and think it was an official decision by the Supreme Court, that it was a, a verification by the Supreme Court. It wasn't. It was a junk document submitted by the prosecution in this case. It does not have to be factually accurate. It's just their arguments. And so there are dozens of factual errors in that document but because people don't understand what the document is and they're falsely saying that the Supreme Court said this or that about Rodney, it's just not it's just not true. 
and another thing, you know, Dr. Phil, and I encourage you, if you haven't seen it already, Dr. Phil did two full episodes on this case. And he brought in nearly 20 different experts, studied thousands of pages of documents. And he also met with Rodney Reed and pushed him hard, not just on allegations of previous crimes or previous acts of sexual assault or violence. He pushed him on the case with Stacey Stites, the murder of Stacey Stites. But he also pushed him on all the other cases. And Rodney and his attorneys said to Dr. Phil what the Innocence Project attorneys also said to me. Rodney welcomes going to trial on all of those cases. And and his attorneys at the Innocence Project have said, please try Rodney in court on any accusation or allegation that you're putting out there. But I have to explain something to you. All of the allegations that we hear now about Rodney Reed, when Rodney was actually in court being tried for murder, They never brought any of those allegations or accusations up in court, not at all during his entire case. In fact, they waited until the sentencing period to throw anything at the wall that they could to see what would stick. And the reason they waited to the sentencing period is almost anything goes. You've probably watched the sentencing period um, in the case against the Dallas police officer, Amber Geiger, uh, the Botham Jean murder case. And it was after the sentencing where we heard Botham's brother, Botham's father. We heard from friends of Amber Geiger who can go on at length. It doesn't have uh, the same evidential standards. You can you can just say whatever you want during the sentencing period. Very few things, very few uh, um, motions are, are denied in that period. And so it's you can put out anything you want. And so in that sentencing period, the prosecution threw several cold cases at the wall and said, we believe Rodney did A, B, C, D, or E. Well, it's deeply insightful that they didn't bring any of those things up during the actual trial, because then they would be subjected to to rigorous cross-examination in a way that just doesn't happen in the sentencing period. I want to get into the facts of the case against Rodney Reed and the murder of Stacey Stites. If Rodney Reed is not guilty of that murder, and now four different forensic scientists have come out to say, we have tested and examined all of the evidence, and it is scientifically impossible for Rodney Reed to have committed the murder. He was not there or near her at the time of death. There was no DNA from Rodney found at the crime scene or the vehicle that she was believed to have been in. Uh, No, no fingerprints, no hair, no fiber. And in fact, um, the police officer that's believed to have killed her, her fiance, Jimmy Fennell, that there is ample evidence that it was him. And Jimmy Fennell was actually the uh, uh, the lead suspect for months and months in this case until other police officers in the department began kind of blocking and shielding him from any type of guilt. Let me just propose something to you. Say Rodney Reed is not guilty, but he was arrested, charged, convicted. Say that his attorneys are correct, that evidence that could have exonerated him was kept from the courts. What we're saying is that Rodney Reed was framed 
for uh, a crime that he did not commit. Let me push it a little bit more. I've read the entire transcript of that court case, uh, a thousand pages of documents. The entire prosecution argument is that Rodney Reed was a complete stranger to Stacey Stites, who carjacked her on an old country road in the middle of nowhere at three in the morning. But we have a family member from Stacey Stites who said actually she was in a relationship with Rodney. We now have a friend of Stacey Stites who also says she confided in her about her relationship with Rodney. We now have a signed affidavit from a white supremacist who was in the prison with Jimmy Fennell who said he actually confessed to me and others that he committed this murder. And and so we have all of this evidence that exonerates Rodney. We now have an affidavit from a manager at the grocery store where she worked who said that they regularly warned her when her fiance would come into the store so she could go hide because she was so afraid of him. We now have the people who lived underneath her in the apartment said they regularly heard her being beaten and abused by Jimmy Fennell. So we have all of this information that was never entered into the trial. All of it would have exonerated Rodney Reed. Well, if that information was kept, what we're saying is, and this isn't a, this isn't a conspiracy theory, if all that information was concealed, we are saying that Rodney Reed was not guilty of this crime, but was framed for it by police and prosecutors. Three different police officers have now signed affidavits saying horrible things, close friends of Jimmy Fennell, the the officer who was engaged to her, who was later convicted of sexual assault and kidnapping, something that Rodney Reed has never been convicted of. They said that one officer said at her funeral, they overheard her say, overheard Jimmy Fennell say at her funeral that she got what she deserved. Another officer said that Jimmy Fennell openly lied about his alibi that night. If you go and look at his, and in fact, the Texas Criminal Court of Appeals cited this in their reason for granting Rodney Reed an appeal. The Texas Criminal Court of Appeals said that it is possible that he committed perjury because his best friend, another police officer, said that his alibi was phony. In the in court, he testified that he was at home all night, chilling, watching TV, that's it. But his best friend in the police department said, actually, that's not true. We were out drinking almost until we were drunk, which is very insightful because fresh beer cans were found right next to the body of Stacy Stites that were found as soon as her body was discovered. And guess whose DNA was on those beer cans? The DNA of police officers, suggesting that police officers may have actually helped dump her body there. One of the police officers either took his own life or was murdered just months after this incident. His brother, and there's a documentary about this, said he always believed that his brother was murdered and didn't take his own life. Either way, his DNA was literally found on a beer can right next to Stacey Stice's body. All of this evidence is deeply insightful because it suggests that Rodney Reed could have been framed for murder, for a murder that he did not commit. Which begs the question, if Rodney Reed was framed by police and prosecutors for this murder, 
what else might they frame him for? What else might they pin on him? And so when I see other reports from those same police officers or from those same prosecutors saying that Rodney did A, B, C, D, or E, I'm not even saying that it's not true. I have side eye for it. If they framed anybody who would frame an innocent man, I don't put anything past them at all. So if you frame Rodney Reed in this case, of course, you'd be willing to frame him for any case. Part of the reason I'm willing to consider that is because the Innocence Project has openly asked the Sheriff's Department, the Police Department, for all of the evidence in the other cases that they say Rodney had something to do with. And they either refuse to give it over, one, or say now that they've, lo they've lost that evidence, that they've lost rape kits and lost the evidence. Evidence is never lost, it's discarded. And so that evidence is evidence that could exonerate Rodney, but they either refuse to give it or say now that it's been lost or destroyed. Again, I have a problem with that. We're, we, I, for me, I have to address the facts of the case of the murder of Stacey Stites. And I have always said to myself, I just don't know about those other cases. And I say that as sincerely as I can. I have skepticism because I don't trust those police. I don't trust those prosecutors. And in, in one of the cases that people say that Rodney Reed committed some type of sex crime, he was actually charged and then found not guilty of that. And so in the only one that they actually took to trial, he was found not guilty. It wasn't a hung jury. All, all 12 jurors found him not guilty of the crime. And so uh, I have skepticism, but I will say to you what Rodney has said and what his attorneys ha have said. I welcome him being tried on any of those cases. I loathe sexual assault. I loathe sex crimes. And, and yet... I am openly defending this man because I believe in this case that he's being railroaded. So I could go on and on and on. I, I could speak for hours about the actual evidence in this case. But I encourage you to understand that um, the Texas Criminal Court of Appeals was not duped. The Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles was not duped. Uh, Dr. Phil who did two whole episodes that he spent a month preparing for was not duped. I was not duped and nobody has hidden anything from you on the low or anything like that. We were fighting to help stop the execution of a man that we believe was railroaded in this case. And we're doing the very best that we can with it. So listen, internet is a weird place where People can present something as fact that's not fact, can present something as truth that's not truth. And I trust the Innocence Project in this case. Their integrity is impeccable. I trust the attorneys and others. Um, and I'm going to keep pushing. I, I honestly, sincerely believe that in this case, the only thing that Rodney Reed has been tried and convicted for, I believe he's not guilty. I've, I've looked at it and examined it from every angle. For all of the other cases that haven't actually been tried, that he hasn't actually been convicted for, 
I would welcome Rodney having a day in court for all of those. And I do find it problematic to try to convict him in the court of public opinion when he hasn't actually been convicted of those crimes. I got to go. Listen, I'll be back here to continue to update us on this case. Uh, Let me say one last thing. Um, Nothing has been more disturbing than people saying that Rodney Reed sexually assaulted a 12-year-old girl. On the day of the sexual assault, and I have posted right here on my Instagram, just, just scroll down. On the day of the assault, she says she knew the person who did it. And she gave the person's name that she said she uh, sat and and smoked and, and and watched TV with this person and gave the person's name. Uh, her best friend, and I posted a video from her best friend on here, said, we all know that it wasn't Rodney Reed. We know who did it. And she gave the person's name. So when I see things like that, a police report that clearly identifies somebody other than Rodney, uh, a best friend who was there at the time who clearly identifies somebody other than Rodney. When I see that, it it certainly makes this issue not cut and dry for me. And considering that I believe that Rodney was framed in this one murder, it just causes me to look at everything else with a real degree of suspicion and the, the supervising police officer in that case eventually resigned uh, because of unethical behavior on the job. And so it's like there are a lot of reasons to look at a lot of the evidence here with side eye. But I, I'll, I'll say it again uh, for anything that Texas believes they need to try Rodney Reed for. They should do it. And I'm not even against it. But I do have to focus on the thing that he's actually been convicted of and that we think he's been wrongly convicted of and is was just a few days away from being executed for. I got to run, keep on researching, keep on pushing. Take care, everybody. Break it down. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.